0: curiosity and asking questions helps me engage an artist and helps me bridge overseas at the factories and gets that dialogue going because you want to be polite. So sometimes factories will just nod and say, yes, they understand, but they really don't. And so you've got to pull out their questions or pull out those flaws in my little sketch that they're going to explode and make bigger. And I am taking someone else's baby, that flamingo or whatever, and turning it into products. So I also have to take on the artist's point of view.
1: Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. Thanks so much for tuning into windowsill chats today. I am really pleased that you're here and I can't believe we've tipped over a hundred episodes. So there's lots to listen to and thank you for spending time with me today. I'm really excited to introduce a dear friend of mine to you today. Her name is Jennifer Livingston, and she is a product designer, a product developer, and someone who has had many years of experience doing these things and building a lot of things that have made their way into the market and might be in your home. You never know. Jennifer is inspired by simple gestures, purposeful forms, and honest craftsmanship. Her phone storage is usually maxed out with the beauty that she sees in her life, on her daily walks, in the market, in a store, things that inspire her. She has photos of her family, but she also has photos of a great ad campaign, the perfect ceramic glaze, or, you know just the color of a sky or a leaf. She's intrigued with the process of design and the story behind each item. And we go into a lot of what those stories look like. Being a mom of three active kids, Jennifer has developed strong organizational skills and she's a better product manager because of it. She has successfully led product design teams and linked with procurement, which are the people that get everything made. Logistics, which is another thing you need to get it made and then get it back to the country it needs to go to. And international, which is the fact that all these products are often made a long way away from the United States where Jennifer is. She got an early start in product design in the summer when she was 13 years old. Her mom introduced her to sewing. She showed her how to thread the machine and load the bobbin and let her have free reign. Jennifer made, well, I'm not going to tell you. I'll let Jennifer tell you what she made but I'll just say her creative curiosity was born. And Jennifer's one of those people who really has vision and really continues to be curious and learn and stretch her mind and and be open to to finding new creativity, new directions, new people to be inspired by, new people to work with every day. So I think you'll find a lot of intriguing little details in our chat today. And Jennifer is definitely someone that you should follow along and connect with. To find Jennifer on Instagram, go to JLIVIN2, J-L-I-V-I-N-2. And you can find a little bit more of her portfolio at JenniferLivingstonCreative.com. So enough for me. Here's Jen. So thank you for being here, Ms. Jennifer.
0: I'm excited. I'm excited too.
1: I'm excited too. <laughs> I asked Jennifer and she's like, Oh, what would I talk about? I was like, huh, hello. Let's have a three hour conversation <laughs> <laughs> about nothing <laughs> about lots of things that people will be interested in. Oh my gosh. So, all right. Jennifer and I met uh, 14 years ago, just about just about right now. As a matter of fact, August. Oh my gosh. Huh. Crazy. Yeah. Um, We both, I moved down with a, not even a three month old to start work at Hallmark and we were on the same team and there's good stories about that too. I'm sure we will get there. (laughs) (laughs) So the cool thing about what you do is I think, I don't know, I feel like the percentage of creatives who are employed full-time as product development people is small. And, and you're one of those people who has a creative job that you report to every day instead of freelancing creative. And so I'd love to kind of dig in and share with people what, what having that kind of path in life looks like.
0: All right. How'd you get there? <laughs> I have an illustration emphasis in graphic design from a school that had zero computers. It mm-hmm. was, you know, back in the dinosaur day and, um, learned on the fly for my first job, my, I was hired as a designer in an advertising agency. And they said, do you have Mac experience? And I said, sure. <laughs> and I never turned one on. <laughs> so, I um, love that about you. I have kind of jumped in with two feet at every, job I've had. Um, Good and bad with that, of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, Hallmark is a big enough company that you can move around in different positions. So once I got in there, I started in store design and, you know, moved to licensing out and then into gift product. I don't even know what it was called anymore, but yeah, gift products where I met you. Exactly.
1: And I feel like a lot of people or there's several people I've talked to in in different ways and that we know as well that started in advertising and then moved on to other kinds of design. That seems to be a feeder career to illustration and, and other development kind of things.
0: Sure. I think advertising, you have to have that business sense. You have to write strategy. You have to be able to sell. And then, you know, if you can draw something cheaply do it or, you know, create the concept in some rough form to show the idea. So it is, it's, it's a lot of thinking on the, on the fly. I was just going to say,
1: you got, you have to think on your feet. You have to come up with new ideas and product development and how frequently we have to design new things is very similar.
0: Right. The pace is very fast in both positions.
1: Yeah. So I like to be busy. Yeah. Which there's no shortage of busyness in, in a job like this. Sure. So to wind the clock back, you said that you mentioned that you started, that you credit your mom for kind of teaching you about like, what yes. even is a product? Tell so me about I that. come
0: from a family of six siblings and we like to joke that it's every other child is creative or every other child has a business sense. And Like every
1: other, you're the creative one.
0: You're the, right, business I'm the one. creative one. <laughs> and I'm sandwiched between two business people and my mom didn't know what to do with me. I mean, mm-hmm. she was a stay-at-home mom, but she's definitely a logical thinker. And my father was in banking. So very business focused around the dining room table. And um, first child was, you know, right up my dad's alley, actually as a banker as well. Perfect. So, you know, followed in his footsteps. And then here comes this crazy person that She just didn't know what to do with. And so my mom was an awesome seamstress, showed me how to use her sewing machine, and then said, Have at it. So I think I was 13 or so, and I made a pair of shorts every day. Oh, wow. So I went down in my pajamas and whatever scrap of fabric, I just zipped a pair of pants or shorts together, and I used, we had a clothesline. So the clothesline got shorter and shorter. (laughs) as the summer went along, but I would snip some rope and I would put it through the hem of my shorts and I would tie it on and run out the house. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: I love that so much. I love they that
0: obnoxious because <laughs> it was whatever free fabric my mom had. That reminds me, it
1: was probably the same age. I bet it was 12 or 13. Cause you know, in that day we took sewing, like the first thing I, I still remember the little, cap-sleeved purple long dress with green ladybugs on it and green rickrack. But I used to make, there was a tank top pattern that I don't know how many times I made that thing. It was just tall and it had long ties in the back. And I made it in this diagonal stripe polyester double knit, oh, which was yes. probably red, yellow, and white. And again, it had a big rope. You turn the front over and then the rope tied behind your neck and the big ties tied behind your back. And we were like the hottest things, you know, in our little shorts. It was and kind of like... Um... <laughs> What do you a bandana top? Yeah, right? totally. <laughs> Just pretty much like why do you even need a pattern? But you know, exactly. I probably sewed ten minutes of a seam. And I love the short story. I love that. So, yeah,
0: so you know, people are now doing you know make a jewelry a day, you know a ring a day or whatever. I made shorts. I started the trend when I was thirteen. <laughs> I love that so much. It wouldn't it be fun to find a pair? My mom still has um the clothes bag that had the clothes pins that she made and oh, wow. it's like this 70s big floral pattern. Oh nice. And those are the shorts that I remember the most made out of that material. Because <laughs> he <you> loved it <laughs> so much. <laughs> that she used to hang her clothespins in. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Always a stylish,
1: you know, trendsetter you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how do you think that that sort of free range uh, that she instilled in you um, inspired your your creativity and in the path you took?
0: She let me make mistakes. Mm. Those shorts ah. were definitely not pretty. And oh, she that. let me wear them out in public, proud as can be. Oh. And that just brought confidence in who I am. I love
1: that you said, she just let you make mistakes because you didn't necessarily know you were making mistakes. You just know. I you were, thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I it thought have, it was amazing. You were she was you were sewing confidence is what you were sewing as well. Yeah,
0: that's exactly it.
1: I love exactly,
0: that. and you know, my grandmother who taught my mom, you know, was a perfectionist seamstress as well, and she would sit there and shake her head and oh, look at those hemlines, you know, just. <laughs> oh, just a horrible job that she's doing. She's going too fast, but you know, I do rush things. I still rush things in my life, but you know, okay. just by going fast and putting it out there and learning and then throwing it away or ripping it out and going fast again.
1: hundred you know, percent. If
0: you, if you strive
1: for perfection, do you really ever break loose?
0: Right. I, I remember
1: I, I did so quite a lot when I was young and, um, then I joined 4-H because we didn't have room to have animals, but I could sew. So I I, had, knew, I knew exactly what I wanted to make. I was going to show show it at the, yes. the county fair in Calistoga. And so I saw this big long seam down the front and I remember taking it up to the woman and she was like, rip it out. It's not straight. I was like, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> That's, oh, that's i lasted so
0: that long awful <laughs> i mean thankfully rip it out. she never said "Ooh, you're really gonna <laughs> put those two fabrics together you know and you know i would have loved to have had elastic waist shorts but yeah, we did not have the money and i just used scraps i love the clothesline so great the the rope line you thing. have to see if she has but, you picture. know that moved into we have the nelson atkins here in yeah. town and she would enroll me in summer classes, and mm-hmm. knowing no one, and I would sit in these classes and make pottery or this giant fish Ugh. paper mache kite. And oh still gosh. remember taking that home, so proud of this giant fish
1: oh, so paper cool. mache
0: kite that was probably heavy, heavy, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Never would have flown in the air, but oh, I loved my my. Oh my gosh, I love I, that.
1: So you were really super encouraged to be you. I love that.
0: Yes. I definitely, the majority of my family is sports oriented
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: um, I am proud that I can chew gum and walk in a straight line, but that's probably (laughs) all I can do. So she did encourage me to have my own weekend activities while they were I love that. And Doing I, sports.
1: and you know, Cooper, my kiddo, and I, um, I've talked about this a lot, a lot lately because he's at that age, 14, he's not showing sewing shorts yet, but, um, where it's like everybody is all his friends are getting into sports and that is not his favorite thing, mm-hmm. but he's at that age where if you don't, something's, something's off. Like, Where are my friends then? Who are my friends? And and what am I going to do? And he's finding his own way, certainly in some ways to, to get out there and do stuff that he loves to do, but it's an interesting conversation and it brings it all back to me because I too was not, I tried, but, oh gosh.
0: Oh, I I still try. And again, Mm -hmm. laugh at myself. I can, I, I know that I'm not the coolest talented person, but.
1: But I think think if there's those things that you love, then trying the other things, it's easier. It's just like, oh, you know. Yeah, you have your fallback. But, you know, that up your career kind of path and ladder. So you went to school and then you immediately, did you immediately work for the advertising company? Did you immediately have a creative career?
0: I worked for a silkscreen company that did um, sports related apparel for okay. Boston Celtics or whatever. So there were six illustrators in this glass booth with silkscreen screen. Oh, wow. Screen printers all around it. It was a tough, tough job. (laughs) Wow! I quickly realized that was not for me. I think I lasted there two months. And then, um, was that the year of four jobs? Yes. This yeah, my four jobs in one year. Um, I had interned for an ad agency, ad agency, um, in college, and then I didn't want to start working for them. I wanted to do something else. So I did Mm. the Silk screen company. And then I went and did newspaper ads for yeah. some small Wednesday magazine in Kansas yeah. city. And I remember getting a phone call at lunch and the owner of the ad agency that I had worked for said, okay, are you done playing? You want to come <laughs> back? Aww. And, and so went fork for him and then went to another agency and then went to Hallmark. I love that.
1: So at Hallmark, did you always do product or did you ever do cards?
0: I never did cards. It was the Mm -hmm. only that and gift presentation. I I didn't do those two core businesses. Mm -hmm. I started in store design. I don't know what it was called back then. Um, Doing the sign Wayfair signage for the stores. Probably because I was closest to advertising Mm -hmm. that they thought was an easy fit. And I enjoyed it, but I wanted to explore other parts that felt closer to Hallmark, you know, yeah. in product. So I moved to licensing out where we sold our oh, art right. on diapers and paper towels and puzzles. And, and that was fun because I got to use my selling mm-hmm. skills that I like to talk. Mm-hmm. And then that department was disbanded and I was picked up by... Robin and moved into product Product. design, scared to death.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. And that's where the gem of Jennifer was discovered. I, (laughs) Hallmark is one of those really amazing places because there's so, or there has been so much to do there and so many different things that they're involved in. And they really encourage, I've never been anywhere else where they encourage people to move around like that. Usually, you know, like tuck in, this is your career. And then And, but it's really, um, very positive
0: how they, how they have people try different things. Um, it's a luxury that it's that big that you could keep doing it, you know, 20, 22 years there, but it wasn't just one job. So it's still, it's amazing. The growth that I had Mm -hmm. and the path of doing such variety of things. Yeah. A rare luxury it was a rare luxury.
1: An interesting piece of trivia and I th- I think I know I think this is right correct me if I'm wrong but I heard at one point that outside of Apple Hallmark was the largest user of Macs, the company that used the most Macs outside of Apple.
0: I w- I would there a lot I would of, agree.
1: There were a lot of creatives there back in the day. Over 4,000 yeah. when I was there. Yeah. Different now yeah, but luckily I met you. <laughs> Yes. So one of the interesting things that I mean I've been in a lot of creative jobs too and and approached product development in a certain way and I I was always I was always an entrepreneur and kind of did it myself until I decided I wanted to learn about product development and making product actual physically making product without doing all that myself cuz I was like how am I going to what am I going to make and go to China I don't want to do that by myself. <clears throat> so I started At a company called Midwest Cannon Falls, which then I went back to, but um, went to Hallmark because a good friend of mine recruited me to come there, and it was a position where I was managing three dimensional product, and Jennifer was on that team, and and I I love telling this story because it was just one of those aha moments where it was sort of had been set up before I got there in a very interesting way where we, every season, there were sort of one level of managers that would present these, the designs and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but there would be a room of all these designs. And, and every once in a while, you know, some would be better than others and some would be great. And, you know, we would choose the direction to go and it was great. That's just how it went. And, but, but there was always, there was a level of other people kind of you and some other people that were. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah. So one time I said, okay, and it was this, there's a lot of rooms with no windows. So it was this little room. And I said, okay, I want everybody on the team, everybody to come in. I remember this. (laughs) It
0: was an uncomfortable (laughs) day
1: because everybody come in and put all your research and all the things that you're thinking of, just pin them up on the board. I don't want to know whose is whose, but just put them in there. And I can remember walking to the room and everybody sitting around the table And I was looking at the walls like, what, who's is this? I have not seen this kind of innovation from this team. I have not seen this kind of stuff to get this excited. But like, I totally key into this. Look at the
0: colors, look at the style. (laughs) I I was so sweaty. I was (laughs) like, what did she say? I don't know. I don't want to have all this attention on me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The room was definitely quiet because what I had done was gone gone around who was Jennifer's boss to say, I like this work here and didn't necessarily go over very well, but I, I just felt like, oh my gosh, who's doing this work. And what had happened was it, your ideas got filtered out as, as the process was, was designed to do. Um, you know, we could only have so many things, but, um, I remember thinking like, okay, um, co I've just, vibe with this whole thing and I need to see more from this person so and then when
0: we moved down and did our own thing with direct imports I was like she chose me (laughs) I was so excited and it was you are the best (laughs) cheerleader Mm -hmm. and I learned so much from you about being a cheerleader because I really think that's my role I mean it's to bring an artist's work alive and you have to be supportive and you have to be excited and hear their sides, but still somehow tell them, you know, I can't afford that. Yeah. can't burn. You
1: can't put those bells and whistles on that. But that is the most fun thing, isn't it? When you see this nugget of a gem of an idea that somebody has and it gives you an idea, like the whole design process, which I want to get into because people are like, all right, already tell me about how this works is is just, you know, it's, it's like fashion, but I've never really been in fashion. I've been in designing the next season or two seasons ahead product, right? It may it be holiday. It might be every day, but it's gift product or home decor product or something like that. Everything, but you know, beauty and fashion that somebody goes into a store and buys. So that has to be Trend, right? It has to sell. There's a couple you can't just can't just be trendy, especially for, you know, depending on the the customer you're selling to. And so where do those ideas come from? And several of you listening might be thinking, well, gosh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get our ideas in front of people. And that is you play a, a big key in that. But some companies big enough to have a staff hire people full-time to do that so that's you're you're an illustrator designer and you have you work for a company and you have a lot of product that you've put out into the world pretty cool and and I do I mean we were designing all sorts of things seasonal and remember I don't know why this comes to mind but there was a whole when we first so Jennifer and I we we got to start our, our a whole separate division and it was really fun. It was kind of starting your own business within a business. We were really left alone. We were really and left alone. it was really awesome. And we and and I don't mean like haha we can be sneaky but oh my gosh, let's prove that we can shine and we can really do this and we it was so rewarding and so much fun. Super long hours. But, yes, super um, long
0: hours. <laughs> <laughs> The passion in our team, not just us, our entire department, was we are gonna make this work. And Mm -hmm. it was like our own business. I mean, we all felt it and treated it that way.
1: Yeah. And I remember the person I reported to was like, you know, I knew you're creative, but I didn't know you had a business sense. I'm like, well, it's kind of helpful to at least think that way because if you're going to make a product, if you're if you're going to be asked back, right? (laughs) Basically (laughs) you have to meet the numbers and you have to be thinking about what's the customer going to want? How am I best going to design this? Is it too expensive? Does it do what that customer needs it to do? All that stuff. And is it cute? Do I like it? Do I want to do this job? Like why do it if it's no fun? Oh my gosh. We really, we really did some great things. I was thinking about a whole gingerbread ceramics thing. Didn't you do some whole gingerbread? Yep. Yep, thing, and then Carol's cups where we had, you know, we were yeah. so tasked for so long to make the perfect clean mug. And for one, for one chunk of time, we had a boss that was all over everything. I mean, he was over off all of us. And if his, he was a, not a petite man, <laughs> but the rule was if his hand did not fit in the handle of the mug, it was not accepted. Three fingers. <laughs> Three fingers.
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh! Anyway, all the things that go into making a product and um, the dry brush ombre pumpkins were my all-time favorite, and oh, I moved yeah. and they broke, and it made me oh no sad because they were beautiful, and we worked so hard to get that ombre oh. color.
1: Oh. You know, I working in China, working in China, which is where we we made things in China, in the Philippines, um, India, India. Um, and yes some in vietnam but not really we when we not were actually. when we were doing it right so i the company i worked for before hallmark midwest was really one of the first companies into china in production so i always considered them a teaching company like and so why not carry that on and hallmark was too but but they also some parts of a, a company just can't take the time to do that, right? They have to go with, with what's available. So I totally get that. But what I mean was like you mentioned ombre pumpkin. So you have in your mind that you want this finish. Like we've got the sculpt, right? The pumpkin sculpt, the size is right. The shrinkage is going to work, but we want, we don't know. We don't want bright orange, shiny glaze. We don't. We want that hand brushed on, to kind of go from dark to light, you know, less application. These are like there's actually the opportunity to put something into the market
0: that that you've come up with. It's magic, I think. It is. It's crazy. And like pulling stuffing out of pillows and weighing it saying, "Do 5 grams less." And it's, you know, just if I have to describe my job, it's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it is kind of crazy,
1: and I think um, it's a learning, right? Because because it's not just about. And I try to instill this when I teach my home decor class with Lila. But it's not just about drawing a pretty picture when you are in it like you are or when you're in that deep in development because you have to understand organization and logistics and the price margin big time. You've got to understand that price margin and championing your the other people on your team and and creating a relationship with that person at the factory that you're working on so that when you ask for that dry brush, they they stop and want to work with you on it. It's so
0: much. Or tell you, Jen, you're just crazy. Yeah. You know, there are times I needed to hear, Jen, you're just crazy. Because otherwise I could go off on a tangent and kill two months of development. Yeah. So, you know, the dry brush pumpkins, we we persevered. It was long and hard. But there are other times that I had to just cut bait. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And but that's a learning, too, because you 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 get, I don't know if you were involved in this or not, but I go to that, oh God, I hate to even say this out loud. um the snoopy, the dancing snoopy that was wrapped like a mummy.
0: no, that was not me. I was not part of those oh yet. my God, that
1: anyway, that's a whole nother discussion, but getting that to be like we wanted it to be, <laughs> um and stay within a price margin there's it's a, to me it's like a big sudoku it's so fun you know it's like what kind of handle can i put on this mug can i give it a little extra flourish how's it going to stand apart when it's on the shelf do i put the decal on which side can i put a color on the inside and then we would have the opportunity to travel to these factories and you know work with them enough so that they trusted enough us enough to let us on the factory floor, you, you know, for a tour or whatever. But that's where you start to see, oh, my gosh, there's a technique I didn't know you could do or you made those things for anthropology. That means because I'm on poking around on some back
0: shelf, that right. means you can figure this out, you know. And, you know, factory trips were always my favorite. And you taught me everything about searching the shelves upon shelves upon shelves to find a glaze that can inspire something else and one of my favorite factories his his showroom was nothing I mean it was spatulas or something crazy and he was an engineer and he owned his own metal company and a ceramics company and I would come with a sketch pad and just draw something and then I would shoot out a price and he would shake his head no and then he would pace and then he would draw something and it it was this back and forth dialogue that just felt so creative and free that we created something together we got it within a price point always and it was just So what an
1: amazing learning and he was probably having just as much fun too because he's like i want to make this thing and i'm working with somebody that's going to let
0: me be flexible too right and but by having his input and i didn't just come to say my mug and only like this you know we got to a price point that we were both happy with versus you know what it could have been
1: and i always felt that that kind of collaboration absolutely led to something we wouldn't know otherwise my favorite part would be either finding that person you could have that kind of you know interaction with or touring like show me we can we walk around <laughs> like show me right. what you're working on like what you're cutting out metal and painting it like that well let's make that let's take that nugget of an idea go back sketch something you guys it is it is a process and it is so fun. It is so much fun. I mean and it's stressful. it's a lot of work.
0: <laughs> it's very stressful.
1: But it I've is I said
0: that one other time. But yeah. I have passion for it. So the stress comes down because I get excited. Yeah. I'm a bit of a tornado.
1: Yeah, that's okay. That's why I love you because we both are. <laughs> what are some of the um biggest challenges you think come from that come from working in a way like that, where you have, you have somebody to answer to, you have prices to reach, you have, you know, trends to match up to, or customer desires to match up to, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges in that?
0: Falling in love with an idea. That's, that's the kiss of death. (laughs) You know, we are a corporation and it is still, you know, as much as you don't want to say it, it's designed by committee at times. Yes. You know, someone is in charge of it, whether it's price or a design director or um, an illustrator, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have to know that whatever I do, I have to be nimble enough and say, we're all in this together. We're all really trying our best to create something amazing. And let's go down this path. I I don't have all the answers.
1: Right. Oh, I love that you said that so much, because I think that that is absolutely the most important tool in your toolbox, nimble and not as hard as it is not being so completely attached. And that that is you have to learn that. I think I know nobody that walks in with that skill because you think I'm still learning. (laughs) I have this great idea. I mean, cause it, you, how can you not get attached to everything you've come up with? But then like, like you were saying, you might, it it might even be art that you've, you've purchased, you know, you've licensed this art and it, or it's some artist you're working with closely and they are, this is them. This is their style. And you take it to that guy who's pacing around and being like, we can't make it that way. And you have to go back and say either to yourself or somebody else, like, those little pom-pom chicks, their paper beaks are not going to be glued in the same place every time. Or we have to completely remove this gold glaze, or you're never going to have that be as tall as, or as big as you, whatever. So many different things. Or the
0: gold glaze can't go in the microwave. So we can't do a gold handle on that mug, Jen but it would look so amazing, yeah. <laughs> but our customers need to
1: microwave it.
0: Yeah. And or it's three fingers in that handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Or putting the gold glaze on is the fourth firing step. Those are other things yes. you learn and we can only afford three. So no gold glaze, <laughs> but cause then you keep the image of what you know is going to be so much more gorgeous in your mind. When of course, and that is one of my favorite questions to ask myself and whoever it is I'm dealing with, will the customer notice, right? Because that is- Or you
0: have it created for your store. We would always sit there and (laughs) joke, well, I'll just save that idea for my own store because it's so good. (laughs) That'll never happen. But (laughs) all the millions of stores
1: that we were going to (laughs) have. Yeah. Oh, I know. It really is because because we we tend to to dial in to this minutiae, right and you're like wait nobody but me is going to be aware of this because nobody knew it was an idea in the first place
0: yeah you were the you were great at helping me check that ego mm-hmm. and keep it real keep it Man. affordable it's
1: just it's just part of it because my i always approach it too is like how can I, it's the constant lifelong negotiation right because you're like <laughs> I want this thing to happen over here for sure. I cannot, I do not want to let that go. So what am I going to let go over here or what am I going to let them think I'm letting go
0: so I can have that? <laughs> One of my favorite Christmas lines. I don't know how many years ago it was. Um, It was before milk glass became big, but oh, I yeah. loved milk glass my whole life. Yeah. And I wanted to do a whole Christmas line on milk glass and then put the snowman decal on the front and, You know, that white saran or the white glass would be the snow and it was going to be so fresh and so cool. And then realizing that you have to buy the whole pot of glass that is colored in white and, you know, slowly being rejected. And then I was like, okay, what big thing can I make (laughs) to buy the whole pot of glass (laughs) so I can have my two little mugs? I know
1: there's things, that's another, I mean, these are, these are kind of technical industry details, but you think, oh, why are all glasses like the same shape? Why can't we make, why don't we design a line of glasses that, you know, no, no." No. (laughs) you you need, you need to like the minimum to buy, to get one style of glass is like 50,000 of that glass to make the mold price practical. Reasonable. So nobody's buying 50,000 of that glass. <laughs> nope. Sorry. 500. <laughs> so anyway, those are the learnings, but, um, how... but as
0: designers come to me or illustrators yeah. come to me and say, I want to do this milk glass line. <laughs> you know, it is my failures. I can go back to say, well, these are the reasons I'm not going to say no, but right. this is what we need to do. And yeah. Learning from my mistakes makes me better each time I work on another line. So there's a lot of people listening who
1: are the question I get asked the most is how do I get my work in front of the right people? And how, how do I get found by a company that's making products like that? Or how, how do I understand more about that? What are your thoughts on
0: that? I come through reps for illustrators. So having a rep is great because they you know quarterly monthly send out hey this is what my team's doing that's new and that is wonderful i mean to see what's out there in those books yeah yeah it's it's really helpful do you use a lot of artist work we have our go-to people and then if i pitch my own original idea you know, I'll look through those portfolios to try to find someone's style that really works well with what I need. I, I just that. recently did a project with Mara Penny, who oh, yeah. I found through listening to your work. Oh, well, and I'm there. Going, oh, I love her. <laughs> I'm going to look her up. <laughs> but, you know, her style was exactly what I needed on a project and it was great to work with. So by putting your fingers out there and exploring and networking, you really get beyond your core nucleus of people.
1: Yeah. I think, I think networking, I mean, I know that's like, uh networking, but it's, it's just what we, it's just what we have to do. It's, it's showing up in different ways. Um,
0: there's, and it's so hard for designers who are mainly introverted to mm-hmm. get out there and not make it feel or you feel like it's not genuine, but it still is genuine. Right. Have you, are you aware of the
1: challenges that Lori Siebert is doing every other month with um, yes. a different artist?
0: Yeah. Those. I have. Me, whew, they're so good. Her cup of. Something, mm-hmm. This her month. Her current one. I, I was looking at it and I'm like, Oh, I'm just not good enough to do it yet, but <laughs> oh, I want oh. you so badly. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. Oh, see. Okay. So. There you go, you guys. Somebody that's been doing this for quite a while who is perfectly good enough. See, we all are always measuring ourselves up, right? So you just have to try it. You just have to sew those shorts. Just stick you that. You just
0: have to sew the shorts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just have to. just have to pick up the paintbrush. But, you know, the thing about those challenges is is there's always a hashtag that goes with them. The ones that Lori's doing and uh, certainly many other ones that are fantastic to, to watch. I, there's so many that I love watching uh, following up on at different times of the year but that's just an example of another way I'm always looking at whatever challenge it is to see what find somebody that I might not have seen before you know and agree, I agree agree that's really that's really a positive so um I'm just thinking do we have any other good um product development stories because that's that's always such a my such a very one. first
0: salt and pepper shaker Oh. Is a fun story. Oh, tell. So in our department, I don't even think I showed it to you because I was so embarrassed. But <laughs> I was doing a salt and pepper. We did salt and pepper shakers like we did mugs. So yep. you know, a lot of them. There was many of them. And it was probably for Christmas because that was the biggest season. And I didn't put measurements on the spec sheet. So I said, I oh. want it to look like this. And, you know, standard salt and pepper shaker size is what I think my words Which means nothing to it. And my procurement fella was nice enough to just let it go without criticizing me too much. And he sent it over and then it came back and it was like the super size spice. (laughs) I mean, it was probably... Six inches tall and it was three inches round and it was this <laughs> giant salt shaker. <laughs> I was mortified. I was like, oh my God, we we sent this sample back across the water. We <laughs> paid for so this. Wrong.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's that's another thing that I think um and, the, you know, the 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 class that I teach with Lila is the only place I know to kind of learn some of this stuff because it's how to design for home decor. And um, there's so many things like that because, okay, so you get beautiful artwork or it's like, I'm going to paint this beautiful peacock platter, blah, blah, blah. But then how do you translate your idea of your salt and pepper shakers to a piece of paper that's going to then... Be emailed over to the factory, and the factory, they are so they're just taking it for face value, face value. So, everything has to be obvious because if you draw it and there's a little bump where your pencil bumped, they will sculpt in the bump. I'm not kidding, right? It's over and over. (laughs) We have seen, like,
0: oh my gosh. I my previous team, we would have a counterpart over in Asia and Vanessa was her name and she would be like, I speak Jennifer, let me handle it. And she would like correct what I was trying to say because I didn't speak clearly enough. <laughs> I speak Jennifer. Oh
1: yeah. So good though. So many learnings and so fascinating to to and depending on, like you said the factory owner that gets it and can kind of go back and forth to you. I can remember working with, it was a, it was a female owned factory. And this woman, she was very savvy. I think she'd gone to school in New York. I think it was somebody for, I don't know, it was ornaments or something, resin factory. But she said, you know, sometimes I get drawings on a yellow sticky note. I, I was like, how do you get drawings? Because we have a very specific way that we send things over. And she's like, I get magazine cutouts. I get perfectly specced measured CAD drawings. I get things on a sticky note. But I I know enough about culturally about the different countries that I'm working with that I can say, is this what you really meant? Um Which is you know, it, it was a learning for me to know how much and how little we had to do, depending on who we were working with, I think.
0: Right. I, I don't know if it was you or another boss, but print it out full size, Jen, because I can make cute little renderings and they look so cute on an 11 by 17 sheet of paper. And then you get it to the full size platter and you're like, Oh, that's horsey looking. That's not going to (laughs) work. Let's tape those pieces of paper together and see how big it really is. Or that six point type really is not going to be legible.
1: (laughs) No, the much, as much as we can do it for real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you
0: know, even in the round, a pitcher, uh, Mm -hmm. again, sorry, I keep using the word mug, but you know how that art turns the curve And still see on the shelf in the front view matters. Yeah. And you've got to have the subject, the main portion of it in the front enough so that someone will turn it around.
1: Yeah. See, I love, these are all those details that I, I am just passionate about how we got to learn that stuff because you just learn it by doing. And, and if you don't, it's not going to jump off the shelf as well. It's not, I mean, think of what we're drawn to on a shelf. Why? why, you know, when you're looking at something and you pick it up, why, why do you, exactly? and, and, and then you have, then there's the, what you're connected to because gosh, I would, I, I want my mug. I want to make four, a collection of six mugs and they're each going to have a different color inside. <laughs> no, and they're they're not. all
0: going to be pastel pink. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, they're not. <laughs> because pastel it pink, People, it is hard to reproduce. <laughs> it is pinks.
1: Because of the temperature that the the kiln has to be to make that, it's just forget about it. It's almost impossible. 1980s (laughs) mob, here we come. (laughs) That's right. Oh my gosh, all the all the details. But um, so, do you think being a curious creative has? um, How do you think that that has played a role in your career and where you are now? Because we haven't even really like you went from Hallmark somewhere else. We like what happened then.
0: Yes, I'm now at Demdeco, which is another gift company in Kansas City, Missouri. And I am not on the holiday team, so I am exploring and working on different things, which is wonderful. But my curiosity and asking questions helps me engage an artist and helps me bridge overseas at the factories and gets that dialogue going because, um, you want to be polite. So sometimes, you know, factories will just nod and say, yes, they understand, but they really don't. Right. And so you've got to pull out their questions or pull out those flaws in my little sketch that they're going to explode and make bigger. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I am taking someone else's baby, that flamingo or whatever And turning it into products, so I also have to take on the artist's point of view. And Mm -hmm. so through dialogue, you know, I can share the restrictions that we have, the cost parameters, along with, you know, their intent and wishes. And, you know, just just by talking, smooth things out so Mm -hmm. that when we get the end product, everyone is in love with it, happy with it it's really its own
1: language. I mean, what, what you just described reminds me of, you know, those are, those are skills. Those are translation skills, really. Cause you're, you're learning and trying to embody what that artist wants. If it's not your art, if it's licensed or whatever, somebody else's, then you're, you're listening and thinking, okay, that might have to be changed slightly, but how am I going to do that? And then you're translating it to the person you're working with, who then is interpreting it to the factory. Right. It's, it's, it's really a language with um, negotiation thrown
0: in. <laughs> right, right. Hallmark was really good about teaching eyes and having you know the expression that mm-hmm. comes alive in eyes. Yeah. So with Santas and snowmen, you know, never in a million years would I have had the schooling I had on just eyeballs mm-hmm. for plush or the Snoopy yes. plush. And, you know, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll
1: see in an assignment, somebody will draw what they think are really unique eyes just to sit there for a second really funky eyes are really like eyes in their style and that's nice and all but they're really there's eyes that sell and there's eyes that will scare that customer right away and you have if you're gonna make a product that you're not just selling for yourself you have to think about that you really you have to think about that and a hundred other things really
0: exactly I mean the sculptor may be really into anime. And yeah. his eyes that he may choose to put on my <laughs> yep. snowman may not be at all the aesthetic that we need for our traditional classic Christmas shape. And so again, you've got to watch those nuances and you know work through it and make sure that it still hits the mark of who you're going after.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because that's another little that's another little aspect is, is so you're presenting the artwork to the factory. The factory is then like, it's not just, doesn't just go into a big machine and then spit out a a finished product. It's, it's touched by it's creative, very highly creative process. So somebody then interprets that they sculpt that piece. So then their vibe goes in it. Right. And, and you're right. Sometimes I get back a sculpt and it's like, uh <laughs> or or like a mermaid right like you're doing yes. or a woman and it has this voluptuous like <laughs> kim Kardashian, like it's like uh no <laughs> that we're gonna have to we're gonna have to shave that down a little exactly
0: <laughs> but eyes there's just little things like that that you would not know um, i the santa's boots to make yes. them not look like clown boots yes. with a bulbous toe. toe. Oh my gosh. Or making sure they're left and right feet and not them duplicating the foot. Or so
1: clunky, like a clown (laughs) or the deer antlers. Like, I'm sorry, but I didn't know this until I had to research it. Deer (laughs) in China have their antlers. They go, they go out instead of curve in. So that's a whole learning. I, I re-sculpted so many (laughs) Horses that look like giraffes, or giraffes that look like cows, or oh my gosh, squirrels.
0: And, and there's I no think there was a squirrel issue. Oh, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> we digress. <laughs> we are so down the
1: rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, so I want to circle back because um, you you said such great things. Uh, permission to fail, and yes, permission to fail, but permission to realize maybe you're not failing, you are growing, you're learning, you're adapting, um, you're being vulnerable. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit.
0: It's hard because you're also up against a deadline. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't have endless amount of time. You still have to make money in the end. And you've got that pressure in the back of your mind. Yes. I think it may have been you saying on one trip, don't come home until you've solved it. <laughs> you know, there's that, the fear of what am I going to do if it doesn't work out, but you've got to try it. And yeah. otherwise your heart hurts. You've mm-hmm. got this longing inside of yeah. you. If you don't get it out, if you don't try it. So many That's times, good design. Like option one and option two or I already have my plan B that to me is
1: how new ideas come about, because if you just do what you have to do, do what you're supposed to do and don't try what's what your heart is telling you to, you're just going to have the straight sided mug with three fingers fitting in the handle. You're not going to have your something. You're not going to turn somebody's head because they're already expecting it.
0: And you know what? That mug with the straight sides and it holds three fingers is already out there.
1: Yep. And Many times over. Yep. Oh, I love coming up with an idea that makes somebody smile, makes somebody pick it up, makes a memory, you know, and if, if I can work with an artist to get that out there and they're excited about it and
0: their creation is out in the world, I mean, that, is such a passion. It's so fun. And when you can feed off of another designer, another artist, mm-hmm. and you are not afraid of putting your idea on the pin board and <laughs> letting someone poke holes at it, that's when the tr- real magic happens. Everyone is a consumer, everyone right. has an opinion. Oh, well, and flirted. everyone will give you their opinion if you let them. <laughs> Which one are you going to listen to? Which one are you going to listen to? But you will find your go-to people, you know, who are great cheerleaders for new ideas and also willing to push you and, and you just return to them.
1: Yeah. Which kind of leads me to my next question. Um, It's not, you, you do this year over year, day after day. I've have an idea. I love this idea. It either works or it doesn't, or I have to compromise or I don't, but how do you, how do you care for your creative? Well, in that, in these situations, how do you, how do you fill your own cup? How do you fill that one finger slant-sided
0: mug? (laughs) Um, My husband gets mad, but I have probably two photos of my family to 7 million photos of a glaze a handle shape Mm -hmm. um (laughs) my favorite leaf in the yard and i i don't sit still well so Mm. i am constantly looking exploring my hardest part is stopping And I do need to do that. And I have to remind myself and thankful that I have a husband that angrily sometimes tells me to stop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we need that.
0: Sometimes we need that.
1: I so wish that I could go to work and you were there and we could work on things together. So we have to find a way to do that. Yes, we do. It's always possible.
0: It's for our store.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like every single trip I would be like, I'm going to start a business with that idea. You know, like, of course, no, but there's just just so many gems of ideas.
0: Oh, there was a botanical place. I was sick as a dog and you were like, you are not staying in your hotel room. You have to go to this botanical place. And it was like an arboretum. Oh, Oh, it was so beautiful. It was eagle. I think maybe not. Yes. Ugh. Oh my gosh, I don't think we bought a single thing from them because they were too we expensive. We didn't, <laughs> but it was but gorgeous. <laughs> they served me hot water so I would feel better, and it was just beautiful in the middle of crazy Hong Kong. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, because you drive. Oh, you just think, where on earth am I? And then you walk into this beauty Aww. that someone's created. Yeah. And there aren't, so that's a whole nother thing about, but like trips and what happens when there's a tsunami or you Mm -hmm. have pneumonia or your
0: clothes don't come for a week. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I have a whole story on that, but I can't discuss it on air.
1: (laughs) I have some funny stories about that too. Oh my gosh. Because, you know, well, anyway, there's a lot of petite clothing in, in Asia, and I'm not petite, so when I'm you don't have petite. your when you don't have your suitcase for a week, funny, <laughs> funny, fantastic stories. <laughs> Permission to fail. <laughs> Permission to fail. So, um, I want to know who's inspiring you these days. Okay, um, let me go through my photos. <laughs> you taught me. You you sent me a name that I didn't know before. Who I was that? that.
0: One? Jackie Blue. Oh. That's her name. Yeah, that it was Morris on Instagram but she's got a different name. Jackie, Jackie Marshall. Morris
1: Marshall. That's it. Yeah.
0: I badly want to do a very loose um expressive line and um her um drawings are just incredible.
1: They are I did not fashion, know about her. She was loose a fashion, fashion
0: yeah. illustrator
1: and for some really important people very cool yeah, yeah. well um, here i'll make you probably can't because you work for another company but come make, i could come make some rugs with me <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this is how diverse it is so i go from fashion illustration to waddle and loop which is oh, yeah. an embroidery company out of the uk i think i yes. bought a couple of their slow stitch kits oh yeah waddle and loop um again completely different. Mm -hmm. I made this eggplant kit that they had, and then I added my own fabrics in there and I loved it. And then my dog ate it. just (laughs) like a homework assignment. (laughs) Jeez. All these will be on the show notes page too. Um, Cyrus Walker, I'm doing a lot of, um, in my current job, destination themed Mm. artwork and are you familiar? The name sounds familiar. I'm going to go look. Western. I would think it's something that you would love. Very graphic, inspired, bold, flat color. Maybe prints.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. I, re- I went on the wrong thing and I got some. Oh, that's so Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Cyrus totally. Walker. It's super kind of cartoony old western super saturated colors fantastic oh yeah. my gosh
0: cyrus walker okay delicious. and then this gentleman worked at hallmark with us in packaging yeah andrew cutler he hmm. does a lot of i think he's photo stylist in los angeles but the optimistic carefree playful almost whimsical stylings are really happy. I
1: love that. We've worked with a lot of very creative people in our day. And I love that what people have gone on to do. And you know, I love that doing legal
0: copy on backs of frames to doing something like this is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Oh, I do see that. Very cool. All right. This will all be there. Oh, thanks. I love I'm I'm inspired by my family. You yeah know, my mother yeah. who there you go she's not let's creative. take that back around she exactly.
1: she's it's her fault all this creativity exactly That's so fantastic they've always been such such great supporters of you
0: it's cheerleaders again mm-hmm. surrounding yourself by people who allow you to explore
1: yeah and and if you're listening right now and thinking, oh, my family's not like that or I don't have people like that. You know what? We we are we'll cheerlead for you. You know, find those people. I know a few of you have joined Relish or other groups, you know, these these challenges. You will find your people as you do what you love because there will be other people doing the same. Like I met Jennifer 14 years ago. I can't imagine my life without you in it. It's just so many great memories, so much fun, so much. I've learned from you. We've learned
0: from each other. It's like you know? renegade craft fairs. You, yes. All of the artisans in those craft fairs are talking to each other yes. and they're celebrating each other. It's you know, all boats rise. If you just yes. it don't hold in your thought and don't yeah. share it. You have so much glow, you know, just let it out. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, what good messages.
1: Thanks for thanks for sharing. Your thoughts and, and these stories and just the possibility of people being able to do what they love to do because guess what product is developed every, there's cycles twice a year and we,
0: everybody always needs new art every time. And you go to the gift show and you think, oh my goodness, one more mug,
1: (laughs) but it's still you still need it, a different right one. Through
0: You make a difference.
1: When you think about holiday, and we've talked about this many times. Yes. You need a snowman. Yes. You need a Santa and a Christmas tree, but it can't be the same looking one as last year right. or the, or as the one at the booth next to you, it has to be different. So what's yours look like if that's what you want to do, which of course, you know, I know there's a lot of people that just want to do their own thing. So do that, do your own thing. These people right. that you've shared today, like these are people that whose style is very unique to them and that's another way just do you, you you'll get noticed for that so there's right,
0: right. there's but an if angle if or if you're matching someone else or just doing the same old it's it's not a breakthrough
1: it's no it's not it's american cheese with for those of you who aren't in america it's a it's a yellow square of processed cheese that it's just there's no there there so no. really do the things you love to do and, and that'll come across. Exactly. Mm. Thank you, my friend. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so good! Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Sell Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.